and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a 7th Heaven podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Lady J. And your other co-host, T. <laughs> I like Okay. See how I tripped you up there? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't trip you up at all because you smoothly sailed through that perfectly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> how are you, T? I'm, 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 I'm doing really well, except you'll get there. <laughs> what does that mean? I didn't want to like segue know, in my I know thing. what I know what you're getting I know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> so Well folks, we're gonna be talking about episode three thirteen today, the tribes that bind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. I can't I know I can't I know. handle that. I, I couldn't handle it the fifteen times it yes. happened in this episode. Yeah. And I can't handle it now either. Yep. Too much, man. But how funny was it when they realized that Ruthie can't do it, and so they they put in someone else's... Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally that. I'm like, uh, nah. That sounds like Zena. Super ADR'd. Yeah. Which, is she supposed to be quoting Zena when she does that? Like, is that where she learned that from? Probably. Okay. Yeah, because we did establish she likes Zena. Yeah. Or identifies with Zena. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... For reasons we can't seem to unravel, <laughs> we've decided to pair this episode with two drinks, actually. One, um, one is a shot of Jaeger, each, which we will chase, which we will be chasing throughout the rest of this episode, with New Belgium's Juicy watermelon ale. Yes. Watermelon lime ale. Oh. Ooh. Interesting. Well, tea. On that note, salute. Salute. <laughs> Down the hatch. Mmm. Yep. That's the stuff. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cough syrup. That's the stuff. Oh, that's why we're doing Jaeger. Yes. <laughs> Yes. That's right. Yes. Silly Lady J. I done I've done plum forgot. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. And you know what? Tears on the ale as well. Tears on the ale. Mmm. Better. Ooh, tasty. It's very light. Very light. Which I won't complain about. No. After that Jaeger. I, I, I will admit, though, I'm not getting a ton of watermelon flavor. I think the Jaeger really coated my tongue and yeah, throat. dude. It's definitely, like, trying to struggle to break through. But I think by the end of this episode, it'll get there. I can't believe... Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm so proud of you. I know I know you were against the Jaeger slash cough syrup idea, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity to make that connection because, let's face it, Mrs... Beak, oh no, what's her name? Mrs. Hinkle yeah. is like the star of this episode. She is. And and so she deserved this homage. But I swear that that every time she was drinking cough syrup, I, <laughs> I threw up a little bit in my mouth each time. Is that true? Oh my god, I could never take cough syrup. I my, Really? I would vomit. 
the oh mom, wow my <laughs> my parents would have to wrestle me down oh my goodness to take it I hated that shit even like that really fruity kids shit All like the like the what was it triaminic yeah like the grape or orange flavored stuff hated them would make me oh wow I I wouldn't hold it down I would literally throw up oh, right wow. after oh wow you're worse than I went because I thought I was bad with medicine like I never liked taking triaminic but as long as it was as long as it was orange flavored I'd be like alright no <laughs> like I'd allow it <laughs> no, like I remember actually going to the doctor's office saying whenever I was a kid, I don't know, like they were about to give like write a prescription for like cough syrup and I said and I said, No, no what cough syrup requires a prescription? Or whatever. Like they were recommend whatever. I sure, was like, sure, sure. you know, they're re- recommending cough syrup and I and I yeah. was just arguing with the doctor as a kid, telling them, Please no, I throw up every time. That's hilarious. Yeah, and and then that's when they started, like, you know, Tylenol or whatever that uh-huh. can work with me. Yeah, I can well, give me a pill. No, not that I take any now because I hate taking pills anyway, but right. that was the only way you can get me to take medicine. Mm. I can't taste it. It would make me throw up. I hated the flavor. What about that pink stuff that we had to drink sometimes, like antibiotics or whatever? No. You couldn't do that either? I that bubblegum amazing candy juice? Nope. I oh my do goodness. It. I couldn't do it. And my Oh, I loved that pink stuff. My parents had to Kid, wrestle me people, down. People our our age or even younger. I think I think that pink stuff still exists. Probably, Everybody probably. knows that pink stuff. Like that shit's the jam, dude. No, I couldn't <laughs> that shit's the jam. I could never handle that shit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's why whenever you're like cough syrup and I said no <laughs> no and then whenever you said ego I'm like oh it's just as bad I know I know but I'm so proud of you yeah I, I'm burning up already you've so. come a long way I've come <laughs> it's a proud moment guys did you ever think as a as a 10 year old averse to cough syrup that you'd be drinking Jaeger on a podcast that's dedicated to 7th heaven seriously <laughs> no oh me neither <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Already getting a buzz. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> this episode, I think, is going to be fun. So let's get into the Amazon Prime spoily. It is the tri- Did I say that wrong? Amazon Prime spoily. That's what it hey. is. Okay. <laughs> you gave me this look like, uh, you fucked up. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. It was the game you're talking. Don't be. Um, okay. The church ladies throw Annie a baby shower. Dot, dot, dot. And end up snooping in her house. <laughs> like, like legit, there's an exclamation point I, there. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. Which happens. I mean, it's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they do that, in fact. Horrible. Which, did you... I had to take a second to remember that we've met Mrs. Beaker before. That she's that nosy lady yes. that, like, caused all the trouble with Eric and his quote-unquote affair. Yeah. When he was helping that woman extricate herself mm-hmm. from her domestic abuse situation. Like, I was like, oh, wait, is this the same chick? Oh, shit, it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it took me a second, and then I was like, this bitch. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And you're going to throw her a baby shower? Nothing. No, I know. And Annie, like, she's like, I don't want this. Yeah. And she's like, oh, honey, we do this for everybody. We have to do this for you. And all I'm thinking is, when did they move to Glen Oak? And Who? Oh, Annie and everybody? I Presumably since before Matt was born. Okay, so why is she surprised that they're throwing her a baby shower? Well, she's surprised because she told them she doesn't want one. 
Okay. Like, she had already told them, like, originally, off camera or whatever, like, that she doesn't want oh, one. See, and so, she, so in her mind, she's like, we're not doing it, you know? Okay. And then these chicks are, like, springing this on her and at her house, which, I'm sorry, if you're going to throw a baby shower, like, at a house, you don't have the person who's pregnant host, host it. it. Yeah. Like, like... I get it that they bought all the food and everything themselves, yeah. so it's not like Annie had to prepare necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's still like, you know, she has to clean the house and host all these people at the house, and mind you, she's carrying twins and has five children already. Yes. Like, how about no? Mm-hmm. Had one baby shower, one too many. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did she have a baby shower for every single one of her that's kids? A, that's what I'm trying to, yeah. Which, at some point, it's like, you have everything you need, woman. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not it's not Annie's fault, though. She didn't want this, so yeah. I, it's not Annie's fault, really. Like, she, she knows that. She knows yeah. the rules. She wasn't trying to have a baby shower. But, yeah, God. these biatches. <laughs> <laughs> biatches. But, yeah, so, like, so she's cornered. They're coming. The best is when Hinkle shows up, though. Yeah. She shows up, like, three hours early. Yeah. Shows up at 11. She goes, there's one too many ones in that invitation. <laughs> shows up early. Was trying to show up late so as to get out of playing the games. Yeah. And then, like, is, like, fucked, basically. So she's just, like, all I need is a remote. Yep. And a drink or whatever uh-huh. she says, <laughs> you know? And she's just, like, posted for a few hours till the baby shower starts. Yeah. She's so great. She's so funny. I was missing Mrs. Bink. In yeah. This. Where was she? We need we needed a good Mrs. Bink because cameo. She would have been the this. best lush. Imagine her and Hinkle yeah. playing off of each other. Like like who are those characters, those Muppets that are like the two old people on the balcony of the theater yeah, and yeah, just like yeah. shit talking uh-huh. the whole time? It would be like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It would have been the best. It would have been, it would have been like pure comedy having Bink and Hinkle like yeah. playing off of each other, it <laughs> like would, yeah. sharing the cough syrup. You know, like it would have been epic. Pass out over here. It would have been so good. But <laughs> so conspicuously, relatively absent from this episode is Lucy, who is at camp all by myself. Seriously. Oh. <laughs> Lucy would put herself in a place like this. I don't know about you, but all I could think about was how they were, how they called it camp all by myself. Yeah. Like, they, they continued, they, they continually stressed the by yeah. part of all by myself. Yeah. I guess because they couldn't just call it camp all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I, I, I don't know, it was just, I don't know if it, I don't know if it struck you or anyone else who happens to watch this episode, like, as weird as it did for me. It was just like, I noticed how much they were saying it that yes. way every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was yeah. so pointed in a way. Camp all by myself. All by myself. <laughs> and she's gone there because, in her words, per Mary. Yeah. <laughs> How can she be a better couple if she has if she doesn't even know herself or whatever the fuck she says? Yeah. It's such a typical Lucy thing yes. to do this. Like, okay. Here's my thoughts though. Like, Lucy is such a like little miss proper, like pris 
person, you mm-hmm. know, like with her rules mm-hmm. and the way that she is, like, like her grand ideas about relationships and romance yeah. and all this shit. She's like the type of person who, when she's 12, is like, I'll be married at 25, I'll have two kids by 30, and I'll yeah. be marrying a rich husband who loves me, you know? Like, yeah. And it's like, the, mind you, the rest of the role is like, haha, good luck with that, yeah. <laughs> you know? But she's holding on to this, like, mm-hmm. this idea. Yeah. For herself and yep. her life, which you know what, props to you, girlfriend. I gotta say, like I don't, I don't agree with her methods necessarily. Yeah. Like I would never go to a place called camp all by myself. Yeah, but like she does seem to have a sense of self. Yeah, and a sense of like self worth. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. This season has been interesting. I think for Lucy. Yeah. In terms of her journey. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) But that's really all there is to say about Lucy. I feel like like there was some sort of scheduling conflict behind the scenes. Like, because they probably filmed all her shit, like, you know, separately up front at first, whatever. Yeah. Because she's not in any scenes with anybody. She's literally just in this one cabin. Mm -hmm. And even conversations, like, like when she's on the phone, which is all she does is, like, you know, you can film that one-sided, no problem. And, yeah, I don't... I mean, who knows what was happening there, but... God, it's just... It's so sad, because it's... Anytime Lucy would... And she was on the phone, guys, all by myself and on the phone. And can we just talk... Not to to derail your thought. Don't worry. But, so she's at this camp, and she has this huge cabin room all to herself. Yeah. Like... Like, there's no shared... Be- like, like there was just the one bed, and yeah. she gets her own phone line. Yeah. And her own huge cabin space to herself. Yeah. I guess that's what all... Ca- I guess that's what camp all by myself affords you. Oh, thank you. I would like to go there myself. <laughs> right? Mind you, I'm a, I'm a loner anyway. <laughs> like, I would thrive there. <laughs> it would be like, you know what? I'm just gonna lock the door on this cabin and never come out for two weeks or however long she's there for. Yeah, seriously, how long was she there for? Like, a weekend. weekend? Yeah, I think it's just a weekend. Dude, just sleep. Yeah, seriously. I would sleep. She just can't, she's just on the phone the whole time. She's on the phone and then she does make a statement like, oh, I'm the last to know. Like, she says something like that again and then everyone's just trying to get her off the phone or pass the phone along because they don't want to talk to her. Yeah. It's like, dude. You know, it, it is interesting. This is probably a broader conversation than, than than just this episode specific, obviously. But, like, it's so a part of Lucy's self-narrative that she is the black sheep and, yeah. the like, the last to know and out of the loop and mm-hmm. no one includes her. That is so a part of her own, like, narrative of yeah. herself and, like, her psyche and stuff. Yeah. I... I mean, possibly because she's the middle child, right? Yeah. You could you could make that argument. Mm-hmm. But in a family of five, you you could also argue that middle child syndrome doesn't really exist when yeah. you're a family of five, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, what do you think that's about? Like, I just, I don't, I mean, it's not wrong. I mean, because we, the audience, see this happen over and over again where yeah. she is left out. She is the yeah. last to know, whatever. And she certainly is like the only person in her family who has these ideas for herself like we just talked about but like I don't I wonder what that means for her in the long run that this is like the narrative she's crafted for herself like 
Because I don't know that that leads to good things. Yeah. I Or maybe I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. Like, whatever. But I to me, it feels like you keep telling yourself that. And if you internalize that, if you start to really, really yeah. believe that you're, like, on nobody's hit list, you know? Yeah. Like, that can't be good for you. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> but know? here's the thing, though. Okay. She says that she's always the last to know. Maybe that's true, but the girl always finds out. She she actively goes like she's proactive in that. Like she <laughs> she goes and wants to find out. Why am I the last to know? I don't know, but you're searching for the damn answer every single time. So I don't even know how you're the last one to know. Well, but I think that she goes about that in in a way that's like annoying yeah. to others. Like uh, yeah. like like you know how Ruthie knows everything because she's a fly on the wall? Yeah. Lucy knows everything because she's like stomping around like tell me everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like Just be quiet. Stop thinking out loud or bright. Which she, is she's arguably, very reactionary. That's what it is. Right. Right. Which is arguably the reason she's at this camp to begin with is so that she can learn how to be okay with Herself, like where she doesn't have to be the one that knows everything, and mm-hmm. you know whatever, and and it's not, it's, and it's a lesson she doesn't learn till the end, where we see her like in a Zen moment, yeah, you know, like With I the am little... the only me there will ever be, or whatever, yeah, which falls flat because it's not a lesson she's earned, yeah, to learn, like mm-hmm. not to rhyme there, but like. Like, it's not a lesson we we see her earning. Yeah. Like, we just see her on the phone being annoying, and then next thing we know, she's, like, zen and in her room meditating. Okay. And smiling. Yeah. Like, which, again, those those types of moments in TV, film, whatever, like, like you know, like, they, they are a climax to a, a ramp-up yeah. of, like... She learned a lesson about something, but yeah. we don't see any of that. We just see her being annoying on the phone. The like the Mary and Matt and Simon like yeah. don't want to talk to her or whatever. Yeah. They're all running away. And even Annie is like, "Okay, honey, now bye bye." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like let's wrap this up. And then next thing you know, she's just like found her peace and is zen. Like, no, you don't do that. Yeah, you, you no, it doesn't work. Yep. Like, we need to see how she got there. We need to see how she achieved that zen for her then to smile with her eyes closed to the camera in a close-up. Like, no. Yeah. We just saw her playing hand puppets at night. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, trying to entertain herself or whatever. So she, yeah. Dude, pick up a damn book, something. I know. Like, the point of this camp was the exact opposite of the lesson you learned. Yeah. And then you just learn the lesson. Yeah. Like, we didn't get to see any of that. I think, again, I think it speaks to, like, scheduling conflict. She wasn't around for a full shoot. Like, we had to wrap her out or whatever, you know. Um, Yeah, it was weird. (laughs) It's kind of weird. Yeah, it doesn't... And pointless. Yeah, I agree. Although, well, never mind gonna hold that thought okay all right um but yeah i don't know i mean that's lucy in a nutshell with this episode she's not really a part of anything else that's happening because she's not there so yeah um should we talk about ruthie 
Yeah. And her whole deal? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Other than I want to play a clip of early in the episode, the conversation she has with Annie. Okay. Which I think would be a good, it'll be a good jumping off point for yes, us. Yes, I agree. Hey, how was school today? Fine, until Bobby trips on my underwear while I was on the swings and won't shut up about it. Why weren't you wearing the shorts that I made to match that outfit? Because I was in a hurry this morning, and besides, why should I have to wear shirts? Because boys can't shut up about underwear. Why should the girls at school have to suffer? Because the boys are losers. What's wrong with this world? I don't know. Can I get back to you? Take your time. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Speaking truth to power, yeah. as always, fucking Ruthie with the clutch, like, comment about life yeah. <laughs> that, like, really makes you st- take a step back and think. Yeah. Like, fucking A, seriously, what is wrong with this world? Yeah. Like, so relevant still. Yes. Extremely. So extremely relevant. So extremely poignant. Like, I'm with you, girl. I am. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Why should she have to wear shorts? Why can't she wear a skirt if she wants to and not have to worry about the fact that some guy might see her underwear and, like, not shut the fuck up about it? Yeah. When they're seven. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they, and you could argue, like, they don't quote unquote know any better or that or that why are you trying to like sexualize a seven year old you know what you. I'm saying but I am... okay two thoughts one yes. I thought it was very cute after that conversation that she had with Annie that she kissed her belly mm-hmm. I thought that was really really fucking cute super cute um and my other thing is when um that boy that basically was teasing her, I'm forgetting what his name was. Billy Trip, Bobby Trip, but whatever. I want to say Bobby Trip. Yeah, well, that that little shithead. When his mom decides to come and knock on the door, and the that sh- bitch, the shit she. By the way, do you recognize her? No. Did you really? No, really. Oh. I don't. Who is she? Someone we know? No, no, no nothing like. <laughs> no, not like not personally. I just yeah. mean like in life, like in. Um. Did you? Okay, family matters. Theater. Family matters. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. She, she was I mean, one, I watched it, but I don't know uh, it. She was one of the teachers that Urkel would always bother. Mm-hmm. Remember when they had home ec? And then, like, uh, the the bread just keeps coming out? Or it's like... <laughs> it, it was like an I Love Lucy. Instead of the bread coming out of the <laughs> yeah, oven, yeah. it was just, like, foam that's coming hilarious. out. Like, the dough was just, like... It just keeps coming out of the yeah. oven. So, yeah, that's who she was. But the shit oh. that she... That's so, first of all, that's really hilarious that you remember her from that. <laughs> like, well, I just remember Was she like a recurring that, character? Yes, she was. Okay, but that, right, that right. is, I think, maybe one of her best episodes with Urkel. And gotcha. Her, and she decided to have this class, to teach this class, because Urkel wasn't in the class. <laughs> and then Urkel is in the class. And then she goes, Stephen, you said you weren't going to take this class. <laughs> so that's where I remember her from. That's so funny. But the shit that she tells Annie... I, I Nope.com. No. Yeah, exactly. I was because annoyed. Because she basically equivocates, like... Equivocates? That's not the right word. Like, she basically, like, makes an equivalency between the fact that Annie is pregnant again for the sixth time and how they live their lives or whatever the fuck. Seriously. To why Ruthie was running around without shorts under her skirt and, like... 
causing her underwear to be seen by all the boys and girls on the playground. And it's like, first of all, how many times are we going to have to see Annie be shamed? Because this is like already like the third episode or yeah. whatever where Annie's being shamed for yeah. the fact that she's pregnant again. All right, we get it. Like, enough. It is what it is at this point. Like, yeah. they've, dulled, like they've, they've mined that story enough. But also, like... I guess you need an antagonist, right? Like you need yeah. you need the the bad voice mm-hmm. to then hear the good voice and go like fuck you, you know? Yeah. So, all right. But it's like you're a mom, dude. Yeah. And you're a mom of boys. And she has all sons. So, maybe it's just not something that you've ever had to think or deal with or worry about or whatever. But it's like you have to understand that, like, these kids are just kids and antagonizing them this way yeah. or allowing your son... To be a little shithead. To be a shithead and not even instill in him the idea that, like, you don't do this. Yeah. Instead, make it Ruthie's problem for inviting the bully. Yeah. Like, fuck off, dude. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Stupid bitch. Yeah. I... But this is the, I mean, this is, it's, it, yeah. It's 2017, we're still dealing with this shit. Mm -hmm. Victim blaming, victim shaming. Yeah. Like, you know, they're seven, so it's, I saw your underwear, haha. But when you're 30, it's, I fucking raped you, and you can't prove it, so bye. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, not to get all like political and dark on this podcast. Not that I'm opposed to it, but I don't want to. I'm just saying, like, it's just, like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? It's going to start somewhere. I don't know. And I I can appreciate that Seventh Heaven is trying to, like, bring it up, right? Like, yeah. they're trying to, like, make an episode about it. Cool, whatever. But they're not really doing anything no. about it. It's literally just the story is what it is. Yeah. And then it culminates and results in... A hilarious slow mo like bullshit rustle yes. on the in the backyard between the kids. Yeah, like it doesn't doesn't actually make a statement. It doesn't really like make a point no. or like resolve or anything. You know, and it's just kind of like we talked about it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We see them try to have this fight twice, multiple times. Yeah. First, but first, Bobby or whoever the fuck comes. And Ruthie's like, and then he brings his dog and his brother, and then Ruthie gets Simon involved, and Simon and Nigel, oh, Simon and Nigel get involved, and Simon's like, (laughs) and then they get Mary and um, Gabriel Union involved, whose name I can't remember. (laughs) It's sad, but I can't remember her character's name either. And Camille Wimbush's character's name I can't remember. Lynn. Lynn Lynn is the little Ruthie Mm -hmm. girl. Ruthie counterpart, not Ruthie girl. Jesus, um, they get so they get those guys involved, and that's when Mary sees the brother, the the trip brother, yes. who's her age, and they're like, whatever. What, what was his name? Like Mark or something like I that. I think it's Mark. Oh, yeah, God, and she gives him like the eyes. It's awful. <laughs> like, like, and it, I love how. But uh, as much as this was like the worst and stupid, I did I did appreciate like the the formulaic sort of like first just the kids and then the next level up yeah and then the next level up and then the next like and how you know like of course hilarious that like the trips 
and the Hamiltons and the Camdens all have age counterpart kids yes. for each other, you know, like yes. to play off of. But so be it. Yeah, um, and the woman, if she's talking shit about how many kids Annie yeah, and Eric fuck have. Off. You had four, four kids too. Yeah, you have four boys. Yeah. So, you know, how about, like. Suck it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that. Suck it. <laughs> totally. I mean, granted, Annie is about to have seven, but still. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, so they have a Matt aged son. They have a Matt aged son. They have, they have a Mary aged son. Only, no Lucy age. No Lucy age, that's right. That's what it is. Surprisingly, Lucy's missing from this episode. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I, that, that's what I couldn't remember is like, how do we get away with just four boys? That's how. Um, yeah. So I did. So yeah. So as shitty as all that crap was, like I did, I did like the sort of the escalation. Yeah. With every scene, because it really was like they were. It was almost like these interstitials, like mm-hmm. like because the stuff that's happening with Ruthie and Bobby and yeah. their beef with each other is not really even like the main storyline of this episode at all. Yeah. It's it's literally like in between other things. So like yeah. in between Annie dealing with her nosy church ladies mm-hmm. and and the racism stuff that we haven't even begun to touch on that's Seriously. happening that's the undercurrent and the main storyline of this episode. You have these like intercut moments with the like Western music playing yes. of these kids like facing off with each other. Dude. <laughs> They were taking a stand like Eric was taking a stand, guys. He's tired of sitting. He's tired of sitting. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was so good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How to, how to begin, even? Yeah. Like, I, I can't even tell you. I don't know. It starts small. It starts at the baby shower with this old lady who, well, first of all, all these church ladies come over to the house, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we'll just, we're just going to go set up in the kitchen, you know, whatever. And Annie introduces Patty, Patricia yeah. Hamilton, as, like, one of her oldest friends, best friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, super great, whatever. And then this old biddy, this white-haired lady in a pink cardigan, yeah. is like, dear, could you get me some punch? Or whatever the fuck yeah. she's asking for, you know? And it's, and it's. Like, initially, I think Patty's cool. Like, she's like, sure, whatever. Like, she's already sitting down. She's standing. Okay. Yeah. And then it keeps happening, right? Like, every time she needs something or wants something, it's like, dear, can you get me another drink? Can you get me a cracker? Can you get me a whatever the fuck? Yeah. And, um, And Patty's, like, visibly getting more and more like, what the fuck is this bitch trying to make? Like, you know, like, why am I her go? Like, why am I her gopher, you know? Yeah. And... And, of course, the undercurrent is, what, racism, like, is Patty the help because she's black, whatever, you know. Um, Meanwhile. Meanwhile. The boys are out of the house because it's the baby shower. So, who is it? It's Morgan Mm -hmm. and Eric, Matt, and John Hamilton? Is that the boy's name? I think so. Chaz Lamar Shepard? Yeah, like... (laughs) So oh, why do I know actors' names and not characters? Like, you would think I'd know character names. But you know that happens to me, too. I know. It's like, I'll forget I'll forget the character's name and I'll just remember the actors. <laughs> right. And I'm like, that's not the name on the show. No. Let's call him... I, I'm pretty sure it's John. It's John. For yeah. sure it's John. I know it is. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, the four of them are at this diner or whatever. In mm-hmm. fact, I it looks suspiciously 
like the same set they used for the deaf restaurant place that the kids went to when when he was trying to woo Heather. Oh no, definitely. I not. know it's not the same place, uh-huh. but doesn't it look like it with that with the white walls and the green greenery painted and is, stuff? Is it where he first sees? Um, Heather, or is that the one that you're talking about? Where it's, where it's all the kids. Yeah, it's where he goes to like woo her with yeah. his with his uh, signing skills or whatever. I, maybe I don't. I, I'm not saying it's the same place at all. I'm just saying I think the set might be the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the field field felt familiar ish. Who cares? That doesn't matter. It's some place. It's some place. And they're all talking. What are they talking about? That's the thing. What was their what was their deal? Well, like, well, the boys, Matt and um, John. Matt and John, they were talking about how Matt is thinking about moving out and how he needs to move out, especially with the. the oh, that's coming. right. I remember. And he goes, now. Yeah, they okay, were sure. they were separated from each other. Yeah. because they because the boys were standing over by like the register, or whatever. No, the, yeah, like and, a pinball machine. Oh, that's right. They're, they were playing that's a right. game. And and Eric and Morgan were already sitting at the table, yes. and so uh-huh. they were having separate conversations, and. Eric was like freaking out about the twins with John and like looking over at Eric and being like, I wish I was calm like Eric. And Eric's yeah. freaking out about the twins over with Morgan. And yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like, the kids are fine. I don't know why I'm freaking out. And yeah. like, they're all, you know, freaking out. Um, but yeah, so then they sit down because the food comes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it comes for Eric and, and Matt. First, yes. Puts it down. And I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Like, what was your like the vibe for you as you were watching this unfold? Like they put the food down, and then what were you thinking and feeling? So many things. Well, <laughs> well, when the when the food gets to you know Eric first and Matt, and I was like, oh god, here we go. It's another episode like this. You you felt it immediately. Yeah, I was like, here we go, another episode like this. Be, you know, because. I'm assuming that they all ordered the same thing, burgers and fries. Yeah, clearly. It's a diner. What else are you going to order? Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever. So, I noticed that, and I was like, oh, God, it's another episode like this. And you know what's the best? Is whenever he says it's in 1999. I'm like, it's 1999? <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. It's so bizarre to hear that. Like, I can't believe this is happening in 1999. <laughs> yeah. Like, when he says, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Not that, I mean, I want to make it clear, we're not laughing at the fact that racism <laughs> exists or didn't exist or whatever the fuck. But I'll say, I'll say this. It was, so the minute, and I, and I wonder too if it had anything to do with blocking or what, but the, they brought the, like, like, I guess the men, right, Eric and Morgan, saw the waiter with the food coming over. Mm-hmm. And that's what prompted them to call the boys over. Yeah. Before the food was set down, obviously. Because cause the boys were already sitting at the table when the food was set down in front of them. Mm-hmm. So, so they called the boys over. They sit down. The food gets put in front of Eric and Matt. Yes. And then we get a reaction shot of Morgan and John. Yeah. Which, for all intents and purposes, right, if this is meant to be like... A normal happening or whatever you wouldn't do that you wouldn't get like if they put the food down it wouldn't be such an event as to where you get a reaction shot of Morgan yeah. and John so like 
that's that's what like the minute that happened i was like oh they don't have their food racism here we go like like it's very it was very telegraphed is i guess what i'm trying it is which and again and i'm not opposed to storylines like this i think they're valid and whatever we'll get into it more but it's like haven't we mined this already kind of sort of on the show like we dealt with it with that whole episode Mm -hmm. with with you know nigel being called the n-word on the playground and the church being burned down i mean we've we've like mined this story i'm wondering if if it has anything to do with the times you know, like like real lifetimes, like ninety nine times. Like what you know? happened like, in nineteen ninety nine? Yeah, and just maybe like the cultural sort of like zeitgeist, you know, yeah. lifetime. I, it's hard for me to remember because we were so young. You I know, know. in ninety nine, like we were like we were innocent and young, and like we don't know of the world, you know, yeah, when that's we're twelve. True. Um, but. It makes me curious. It especially makes me curious because we didn't really talk about this. I don't think when we when we did that when we did that episode, but the episode where Dina has cancer or mm-hmm. had like when we when we learned that Dina had cancer, yeah, a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's that episode, right? When Eric's like shooting pool and he's like, "The world is a crazy place. Most of it seems to be in Washington or <laughs> whatever the yeah. fuck." And like the like the show. I feel like tries to incorporate sort of what what's happening in the world mm-hmm. in this microcosm of Glen Oak that yeah. they created a little bit. So in my mind, because and especially because we're watching these episodes so back to back and in mm-hmm. rapid succession, I'm like, we talked about racism already. We did it, you know. Yeah. But three years later, we're they're dealing with it in real life. Yeah. You know? So. Like, maybe it's worth mining again, you know? Maybe, but I, I don't know. I, the thing is, granted, yes, we talked about it before because it's happened in season one. And now I'm, like, going through all, a bunch of episodes that I've watched that have to do with racism, like that particular episode that deals with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I When I think about all the shows that I would watch, like... Man, I, I want I it makes me want to rewatch them to understand like did it hit the mark or or you know or it didn't. It's one or the other. Like I'm not sure. Because with this one, I don't really explain it, man. When Seventh Heaven tries to get real, it doesn't land. And no. that's why I get frustrated. That's why I get no. annoyed. But like when different world who which is a like is so, I love that show and I've mentioned <laughs> it many times. But when they hit on racism, m- maybe maybe the reason why it, it it maybe maybe it executes really well because the entire cast, well, I want to say ninety percent is black, um, and maybe it's, and they do it with truth and maybe some humor and maybe that's why it works like like hard truth sure but a little bit of humor. Because the show is a comedy anyway, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and it's a sitcom, mm-hmm. so it's different. Um, but man, that show, like, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. They would hit the mark. They even had the, the their episodes on the LA riots. 
I remember those episodes. Whitley and Dwayne are married and they're in LA on their honeymoon. It's fucking insane. And Roseanne and Tom Arnold are in that fucking episode. So weird. But they are. They're in that as, episode. As their characters from Roseanne, like it was a crossover? Or just in general the actors were? Just in general the actors were. Yeah, not, not as a crossover. Oh wait, Tom Arnold was never on Roseanne. What am I saying? Never he, mind. Was. He, he was. He was? He was. I never watched Roseanne. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Like, random episodes, a couple scenes oh, here shit. and there. Oh, okay. shit, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to derail you, go yeah. on. But, like, I don't know how to explain it, but when when Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, how many times have we seen them do it? But they, I, now when I'm thinking about it, I loved the show then, and it would, and it would, man, it was good. It was on point when it comes to that shit. But does it still hold up? I don't know. I you know, know what my I, thoughts, I would need to rewatch it. You know it. what my thoughts are as I'm hearing you talk about this? As I'm, I'm starkly aware of the fact that the shows you've mentioned are predominantly like black shows. Yes, I don't. I've always, I'm always like, so it's like, should I pause? Never mind. It's fine. I don't, I don't want to use the term black. Like, if it's not appropriate, just know, listeners, that like I'm not trying to be non PC. I'm just talking. Um, those are those shows are predominantly black shows. Yeah. And I think that that there's something very like poignant and like um like heartstring pulling mm-hmm. when you see a Will Smith character like breaking down yeah. on what's usually and pretty much always a comedy like about some sort of racism that's affecting his personal life or whatever. When you get these moments like like these nuggets of like truth and like hard hitting you know stuff in shows like that not to trivialize that or to demean what seventh heaven is doing i will say that seventh heaven fails not because it's a predominantly white show or because Mm -hmm. it's a drama anyway and so it's like exactly do 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 you know like cheesy shit that's not why it fails in my opinion, and particularly in this episode, and I even have a note about, like, how could they get it so right and so wrong in the same breath? But, that, that, like, that's what it is. And I'll tell you what it is. In my, I mean, from what I'm feeling and thinking about with this, with this episode particularly, it's because the underlying message mm-hmm. is not, look at this shitty thing that's happening in the world and and, like... God damn, you know, like mm-hmm. like what what are we gonna do to not let that affect how we live our lives or like how are we going to make it better in the world or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's not the message no. of this episode or any other episode this yeah. show has done. The message of this episode out of the mouths of old bitty white hair pink sweater yeah. is what you feel in your heart is what makes the world true for you. Mm-hmm. And no, honey. No, it does not. Like, she's like, you wouldn't know this about me, but I married a black man in 1938, and what? Yeah. That's like like me saying, I'm not racist, I have black friends. Yeah. Like, no. Mm -hmm. That's not how we live your life. Like, that is not the message that we should be portraying (laughs) on a fucking national hit. Let's call, let's face it, this show was a hit, right? Like, it had a huge market share at the time. Mm -hmm. It was a big flagship show for for WB or whatever the fuck. Like, like their message is like, 
but see how far we've come since 1938. Yeah. See how great we are. And then Patty has to put a smile on her face and go, what can I get for you? Yeah. Uh, no. No, exactly. There's a lot of things about this episode that made me want to roll my eyes and I just got annoyed with it. And again, trying to tie a pretty bow, maybe not. I... But I will say this. I was really excited when the off, um, detect, officer, detective... Oh, yeah. As soon as they called the cops, I was like, who's going to come? Cop- Sergeant Michael, exactly. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was the best part. <laughs> so stupid. I was like, it was, again, so telegraphed. But I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I love how he's like, it's like it seems you have a service problem yeah. in this restaurant. Yeah. He was the best part. Really, he really was. was the best part. But, again, I don't... Again, it just doesn't hit its mark. It, it, it just... You know what it is, though, is I wish... First of all, I wish the old Biddy scene never happened. That That is what ruined this episode for me. Yes. Because the Sergeant Michael scene, I felt, was good, was empowering, yeah. was the right message to be sending. I especially love how Sergeant... Whoa. Pen, flip, pen went flying. <laughs> I especially love when Sergeant Michaels is like... You know what? I will have lunch. And guess what? I'm going to call all of my friends yeah. and tell them what a great restaurant this is with yep. great service. And, they, and they're all going to come. I loved all that. I love yes. that. I love that, first of all, he's in a position of power, right? He has authority because he's a policeman. Mm-hmm. And I loved that he was able to, to use that that position that he's been put in, right? Mm-hmm. Like like some restaurant is like calling the cops because their quote unquote, because their customer is being quote unquote unruly or whatever yes. the fuck, right? So he's being called to this restaurant and rather than rather than like take like police action mm-hmm. or whatever like I don't know the right words to but like, like rather than like like throw his dick around as a cop. Yeah, he's throwing his dick around as a man of like, as, as a respectful citizen. Yes, in this society, you know, and like, and trying to like, like diffuse the situation mm-hmm. with like, you know, like that perfect fucking bomb drop, like mm-hmm. or mic drop of like, and what <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. Wh- when it comes to pink cardigan. I'm going to call her that. Pink sure. Old Biddy. That's what Old I call Biddy. her. <laughs> With her constantly asking Patty for something to drink, first of all, why why give me the idea that you're looking at her as the help and then completely take that back saying she married a black man? Yeah, exactly. In 1938. Again, it's the show being seen. Well, look, we're not all racist. Yeah. Yes, you are, though. Just the fact that you have to tell a black woman, you wouldn't know this about me, but I married a black man, that makes you a racist. <sighs> Period. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about that last remark I just made. It just strikes me wrong. Like, that whole thing irked me. And I'm not and I'm not a person of color, so I maybe I shouldn't even maybe I don't even have a leg to stand on in saying anything that I'm saying. But it just irked me. Like But but why manipulate your audience thinking this woman is is doing exactly that? You know, looking at Patty as the help and then taking it back. Mm-hmm. Why do that to yeah, the to audience? To what end? To what end? What's the point in that? Well, but to the end of look. The world is a much better place today than it was back in 1938. 
And it's like, you know what, though? Here we are 20 years later, yeah. and it's really not a much better place. Yeah, there's, we're still dealing with this she's, shit. She's trying to be like, back then it was illegal to get married, now it's illegal to stop it. And what? And what? Yeah. What does that do for black people who are being discriminated against every day in 99 and in 2017? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What does that do? I don't know. I don't know. It just, ugh, you know? Like, like I can appreciate the effort. I can, I can go, you it know just, what? They didn't have to do it. They didn't have to do this episode true, at all. That's true, they didn't have to. They didn't have to do it. They tackled a subject that is tough by all standards. Uh-huh. Is it's, it's hard. And, it's, and you know what? And not only is it hard to tackle, it's hard to do well. Let's be real. It is hard to do it's well. It's very hard to do well. And, and, and so, okay, cool, y'all did it, but I don't have to, pre- I don't have to like it, like, yeah. I don't have to, like, love what you did, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, not the biggest fan of this episode, no. let me tell you already. No. And, and weirdly, like, it's not, it should be the biggest part of this episode, it, it really, I mean, technically is the party episode that is the most important, and then it gets undercut with shit like the nosy snoopers running around the house being stupid or the kids fighting about underwear. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're going to make it about this, then make it about this. You mm-hmm. know? Highlight it. Show more examples. Bring more things to light about it. You know, or whatever. Like, you don't get to make it like a B story in an episode. Yeah. You know? Come on. Um, and maybe even that's wrong. See, I I don't know how to win. To be honest, I I don't I don't want to like piss anybody off, especially like listener wise. Like I don't want to piss any of our listeners off. I don't know if anything that I've just said in the last twenty minutes like holds water at all. It's just how I feel, and I just feel like it's just weird, you know. It's, I don't. Yeah, I, oh, I I really hated this episode. The moment it started to the to to the end, I really hated this episode. There really? was there's nothing about it redeeming, nothing about it like that I took away going, yeah, this is funny. Or it was I got I really hated this episode. I'll tell you what I did like is I liked the the sort of ramp up like so. It starts with Eric and the kids and, like, Eric's, like, making sure that everybody knows their role and their mm-hmm. place once the babies come and, like, leading up to the babies. Yeah. And and then throughout the episode is, you know, the freakouts, right? Like, Eric's freaking out privately. The kids are all freaking out privately. Yeah. Ruthie asks... Oh, actually, I'm going to play the clip of that because I thought it was cute. So did you say this kind of thing to Lucy when Simon was about to be born? Sort of, yeah. Great. Just great. (laughs) I like that because I like that Ruthie doesn't ask about herself Mm -hmm. and Simon. She's like, she's like, did you tell Lucy everything was going to be fine when Simon was coming out? She doesn't want to know about her own bullshit, you know, like, because she's all, like, worried about it and stuff. Like, I liked that stuff. And that's such a minuscule non-part of this episode, really. Other than just these little moments and vignettes of, like, the kids all talking to each other, coming to terms with whatever. Um, And then, of course, the culminating scene with Eric and Annie, which we'll we'll get to and I will play the clip of. 
Um, but that for me was like the only real saving grace of this mm. episode. Everything else was just like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. A lot of what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I wrote. They're bitches and they're racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About the old biddies. Yeah. The, the church ladies. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. It's like, it's like, I just, uh, I don't know. Kind of lost on this one, huh? A little I bit. Am. A little bit. I wrote, I wrote, Brenda, your white privilege is showing. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good, but it's, it's so tr- true. It's true. It's like she's the this episode, mind you, which she co-wrote. So yes. her name's on it. Like this episode is coming from a white place. It really is. This is one of my issues. Yeah. They just don't get it right. And they just don't. And I'm maybe, sorry, and it's maybe, fucking true. Maybe it's racist for us to say that about white people. I don't know. I'm just saying that it seems like white people can't get racism stories right because because it's hard you I don't know I'm a white person I don't know I don't know what it's like Mm. I don't Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to say that I that I could do it better or that I know how to do it or none of that I don't know I don't know anything all I know is that this just doesn't feel right to Mm -hmm. me you know I'm telling you I didn't like this episode Yeah. Should we play the Eric and Annie scene to, like, save the tone of this podcast a little bit? I mean, we can. I mean, dude, all we're saying I is, just, like, we didn't like I this just, episode. And I just feel like we went down this path of, like, utter, like, darkness and but, uh, you kinda, warranted. I know, warranted. but you kind of can't help it because, like, I'm sorry. You're, you're, this is your reaction to the episode that you don't like. I know. This is my reaction to the episode that I don't like, and I don't understand. I know. Well, there's a lot of episodes I don't like, but still, <laughs> that's a point. <laughs> but this episode in particular... You know what? Okay, before we do that ending scene and then wrap it up, um, what the fuck... Okay, we glossed over the fact that Mary and Mark trip are, like, bonding and having a moment and making out. Jesus that guy is creepy on a whole nother level, right? Like, like they're they... all creepy, dude. <laughs> they're all creepy. The oldest really brother are. befriends Matt, and they're having a conversation. And then, as they're walking away, all of them talk shit at once they to the really kids. Do. They I'm like, really do that? Who the fuck are you guys? They're like, what is she like? Pregnant with her 18th kid? Like, what the? Weren't, weren't you two like friends what like 10 seconds ago? Fuck. Seriously, it's so bizarre. But Mark, especially, like, you are 16 or however the fuck years old you are. You and Mary make eyes at each other in your front lawn, and you're just like, How about I ask you out sometime? Within a minute, you're yeah. like, How about I ask you out sometime? And then you're making out, and your hand is on her hand as you're sitting down. Yeah. Like, who does? What? Yeah. Who are you? Such a weirdo. And also, what about Michael Towner? <laughs> Thank you. I was, th- that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, I made out with the guy that ran me over with his car. And now I'm like making googly eyes at Mark and, hey, babe. I swear to God. 
god, it's like it's like the writer's room of Seventh Heaven was like, so who's Mary gonna be involved with this week? Dude, it's, like, it's the same they, shit they, they don't that care. do with Matt. They don't care, exactly. It's, it's just like it's just like love interest, kissing, making out, she's hot, let's make her do things. That's all they wanna do. It's annoying. Very so annoying. annoying. It makes you wonder why she fucking left. I don't I don't blame her. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Every every week making out with a new guy, not really giving her like a story or anything yes. to do. Thank you. Typecast me already. Yeah. Fucking seriously. Well, she was like 15 at the time. Yeah. I mean, she's hot, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Biel is beautiful. We all know this. Yes. But at but, the time, she's on a show where it's not about her sexuality to begin with. It's not about her sexuality, but yeah, she's making out with a new guy. No, that's from, that's that, that's my point. Like, like the show is not about her sexuality. Although yeah. the net, but like it seems like the network's notes are like, gotta see her making out with boys, you know, or like, like give her a love interest because this is all that she, her yeah, because she's, be good for. she's, you know boy fodder or whatever the fuck like yeah just, and with Matt too though like he just has this like revolt like you know door of like women mm-hmm. just coming in and out like come on dude but it's like you know you gotta get that tween market share if you're not what are you doing god so dumb but then again I mean like okay hold on WB okay now let's think about this CW same worse <laughs> true Vampire Diaries, best Same example. Words. Vampire Diaries, best example. All the DC shows they're doing, Flash, Arrow, yeah. Supergirl, whatever the fuck life. Yeah. Life? Whatever, <laughs> whatever the, the fuck, fuck life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The best shows on the CW are the shows that are not marketed to tweens, a.k.a. Jane the Virgin, Virgin. and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's true. And I'm a 30-year-old saying that, so clearly I'm not the best judge of that. They're marketed yeah. to me, so I like them. But, but, I, like Jane the Virgin's good. I know, objectively, right? Tell me nothing, right? <laughs> I I laid it up, and you fucking dunked that shit. As I was saying what I was saying, I was hoping you would say what you said, and you did, and it was amazing. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I love what. Guys, seriously, watch Shane the Virgin. It's the best. (laughs) But the narrator, man, he's He's so good. Yes. Ah, yeah. Whatever. I could. We could do a podcast about Shane the Virgin. We should. We should. (gasps) Oh my god, we should embed it in this podcast. (laughs) Like fifteen minutes of every episode of this podcast is Shane the Virgin. Now let me tell you what Shane the Virgin did with this kind of topic on their episode. (laughs) Dude. See? Yes. They do, though. Thank you, They do. They hit, like, the exact same kind of points in all seasons, but just... And out of the mouths of babes. First of all, that little kid they have playing Mateo on that show. Amazing. Yeah. Who are you, little two-year-old boy? Like... You are an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are an actor. He's you are so good. He's so great. And he's like, he's like, what did he say to, to his grand? Oh, fuck it. This is not the Jane the Virgin podcast. Never mind. It's just adorable. Watch it. It's amazing. Um, oh, Alba. Okay. <laughs> Alba. Alba. <laughs> God, she's so good. Too. Everyone's good on that show. Truly, truly, truly good. Um, moving on. Moving on. Um, Basically, Jane the Virgin gets it right. Seventh Heaven does it. Yes, and and even Jane the Virgin, like again, twenty years from now, we might watch back that episode and go, "God, they fucked up. They missed the mark completely." 
who knows and we have to make allowances for the fact that this episode is 18 years old you know what i'm saying we do we really do true we can't discount that because at the time and i'm not saying this is true but at the time Maybe it was like, look at this amazing racism episode Seventh Heaven has done. I don't know. But fuck, it was good in season one. Well, even then, maybe it wasn't great. It wasn't it was great, better. but it was better. But it was better because... It hit the mark. Because it was about the Hamiltons. That yeah. episode was was from the perspective of the Hamiltons. Yeah. This episode was from the perspective of white people, about yes. black people's problems. Like, no. That's why I didn't like it. For Eric to be like, I'm tired of sitting, bitch, fine. And, and what? <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, here's another thing. You only bring in the Morgans whenever you feel like it. The you Hamiltons. only bring in the ha- Hamiltons. The ha- sorry. I said Morgan. Morgan Hamilton. Yeah. You only bring in the Hamiltons when you need them. Exactly. For, for lack of a better term, the black stories. Yes. I'm sorry, but it's true. If they are your dear friends, your close friends, I wish that they were in the show more often. Instead of instead of like having, I don't know, Matt and Mary with different love interests yeah. every week. That they're like like if the you, Hamiltons are like set dressing. Yes. Like, oh, roll in the Hamiltons, guys. We need another black person on this episode. Like no. Make them part of their lives like every day. Like, if yes. not every episode, every other episode. Yes. Not like one or two episodes per season. Yes. Why Why does Matt have rando friends in college and not John? Why Serious? isn't John his friend in college? Yeah. They don't... Yeah, they, they fuck up major when it comes to shit like this. Because it's remember, we, we, we discussed this. Who the fuck are Matt's friends? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this many times. Who are Matt's friends? Like, mm-hmm. how many have we met? And seriously, who's your best friend? Do you have one? I don't think he does. Well, I guess it was frat guy, but he we haven't seen him since he almost died. Thank you. Yeah, but frat guy was his maybe oldest friend because like from high school. But then what about John? John's also supposedly an old friend. They grew up yeah. together. Like, here's the thing. We don't even see Nigel that much with Simon at school. Like, True. it's been a while. True. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. But when it comes to, like, Lynn and Ruthie, we'll... If we never see Lynn and Ruthie as friends. Only only. Lynn is girls. only around if the rest of the Hamiltons are around. Nigel's the only Hamilton who's been around what about of his in own accord. What about in their classroom? Like, there's been... Oh, one when, episode. When yeah, Ruthie, with the hat and the yeah. timeout and shit. And, and, yeah. the, and the teacher that they both had a crush on. Yes, yes, yes. You only see Lynn No, but, but all the but Ruthie. all the Hamiltons were in the episode There we the go. Crush. See, again, then fucking bullshit, dude. Yeah. Bring them all in. I will say this, though. For as much shit as we give this, what we're talking about... The Hamiltons are the real only consistent recurring characters. Like, with the exception of, like, your Jimmy Moons and your Rods and yeah. stuff. Like, like the Hamiltons have, after the main cast yeah. in Happy, like, the Hamiltons have the next highest, like, recurrence. Yeah. And, the, okay, and I really like this family and their interaction, like, with the Camdens. I like them, and mm-hmm. I think they're... and. Every time we see Nigel, you and I both go, oh, Nigel's back. Like, I know. We, I love Nigel. We get excited when we see Nigel. And, God, I just think the show would have been better if they were really in their life in the show. I agree. Because Nigel's funny. I agree. His character is funny. And, like, if anything, he drops 
knowledge on Simon. Totally, always. And Simon can be like this reactionary, emotional, neurotic little guy, but you <laughs> love him because he's also a businessman and a lawyer. And with and Nigel, he's smart and cute, and yeah. Funny. And like Nigel is exactly Simon, but I don't know how to explain it, but like a realist. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. Like he, totally. he's Simon, but a realist. The other one is just like mm, whatever. He's he's Disney. <laughs> Simon is Disney. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The- I know. I I truly do like the Hamiltons a lot too. I think you're to your point. The show could have benefited from even more Hamilton. Presence yeah, I think in their so. Lives. Like in their lives in the show, like the ha- the Hamiltons provide good balance to the mm-hmm. Camdens like they're they're good characters for the characters to bounce off of like yeah. you know there's 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 camaraderie there there's rapport there between yeah. these actors that really translates to these characters mm-hmm. that I just every time they're not yeah. there is like the missed opportunity as and far as seriously what concerned. happened with John's uh, singing oh yeah thank you maybe that's not why maybe that's why he's not in college because didn't they establish he doesn't want to go to college we, yeah we found out but, but then give him a story thank you we, you, you, you took the time to give him the story of wanting to be a singer getting discovered yes. da, da, da. see that through I, I care about John. You made me care about John by giving him the story. Like they do with all of Matt's girlfriends. They Seriously. wanted to care about Seriously. <laughs> and then fucking see that through. Yeah. Don't introduce me yeah. to fucking Richard. Take him away from me for two and a half oh. seasons. Bring him back only to never see him again. And when you're like, God, I just want to marry Richard. And then bye-bye, Richard. <laughs> I'm never going to let go of Richard. <laughs> Richard is always going to be my example for when they fuck up. <laughs> That's so good. So good. But, like, you know what it is? Like, totally. This, this episode, we can't even break it down because you're, we're just so annoyed. Mm. Sorry, guys. You say that, but I feel like we broke it down. Did we? I feel like we did. With with anger? I mean, we talked about it. Like, the, the, the church lady Snoop, they... They've made it. They've they've taken it upon themselves to real like, to decide that since the church pays for the house, yeah, that and, it's their house. Yeah, and Hinkle so keeps getting drunk. Hinkle's drunk, trying to like share the wealth of her cough syrup. Mm-hmm. The kids are f- battling the trips. Yes, um, racism is happening because it's ninety nine. Yeah, and meanwhile, Eric is freaking out about the twins. That's it. Which culminates in this scene on the porch that I'm going to play. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. But I'm also a little worried about these babies. I'm worried that I don't make enough. We don't have space enough or time enough. I know. We have this conversation before every trip to the hospital. We do? Yeah. And afterwards, we share an inseparable bond that only this kind of anxiety can produce. It's our routine. (laughs) Things are going to be really different. But I'm always going to love you. That'll never change. And you will always be everything I love and want to be when I grow up. But after a day like today, I, I... I worry about bringing new souls into this world at this time. I'm not worried. Their brothers and sisters will make a difference. They'll make it better. 
And so will they. I mean, I like that message in general. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe it's a little bit ill-timed, given the shit show of this episode and how they've dealt with the big issues. Mm -hmm. But I like that Annie is the voice of reason and that calming sort of thing that's happening with Eric which is like like Eric's freaking out we don't make enough we don't have enough like yeah. this world is a scary dangerous place like it's, yeah. not, it's not great to be bringing life into this world whatever and Annie's just like I'm not worried mm-hmm. because the people who are going to be good are going to be good mm-hmm. and she has faith that that's going to triumph and triumph and permeate the world they live mm-hmm. in. Which is idealistic, of course. I right? Know. And pie in the sky, butterflies in the air mentality, of course. But we need those. You need that. We need those. We need that. And we need, yeah, because you, you needed it in 99, you need it in 2017, you need it. Yep. You need that mentality because without it, then there is no hope, and then it is bleak, and it only gets worse, and or, it's or and it, it's a nightmare. That and also, like, could you imagine if that thought didn't exist? Like, mm-hmm. then you can't. Um, then I almost would want to say, then you lack imagination if you mm. can't imagine a place like this, like mm-hmm. where things can actually work out, where things can be in harmony yeah no I know and I mean from the show's perspective I think it's easy right for the for a writer of a television show to go here's the hope message yeah you know but it but it's it's like you said if you extract that if you extrapolate that into real life if you take from that what you will mm-hmm. right I think you take from that that we have to have hope. We have to, with our every action and with actions yeah. and with our every thoughts of our day-to-day lives, mm-hmm. make this world yeah. the place we want it to be. Yeah. You just consciously choose your right words. Choose your words, words consciously. Words, actions, actions, everything. Living yeah. your life the way... Consciously, like it's hard though. Like, oh, so so so. It's hard. Like, not that you're not capable of it. You you are. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's a choice. It's a it's 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 your pattern. It's you know it's whatever your life is like. If you decide to participate in being a better person or doing things in a nice way or in a positive way, you 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 should see change. Yeah. And half the time, you're going to see yourself get beat down, though. You will see it. I. You will see, like, it's like this 50-50 thing. Yeah. You're, it's, again, it's, it's your will. It's your, it's your strength. If you're willing to do it, I think, I think you just, fuck. I think you just hit the nail on the head because I think the thing mm-hmm. is to have the will. Yeah. Because to your point, like, you, 
you will be beaten down or yeah. you will or not beaten down that's not that's not the imagery i want to conjure what i mean is like is like every sign will point to give up yeah like or it's like some setback give it up be, or yeah. yeah like every sign will point to like no though you know yeah and and the thing is to not let that be the message you take yeah. but instead to negate that message and yeah. to go but yeah though yeah. <laughs> you know that's why that's why if i have a if i have um some kind of interaction like that where i feel like i'm i'm trying to do something I'm trying to make better of the situation or I'm trying to go into something positive, like walk in with like this, I don't know, just a light air, I guess you can mm. say. And, and the moment I feel like there's a wall, I'll just say, I don't agree with it. And with a smile in my mind, I don't agree with it and it's all good. And then I will still continue on. You kind of have to. It, you, you, yeah, yeah, that's it. I've started saying this thing to myself, not started, I've been saying this for a long time now, but I've sort of consciously realized I've been saying this lately. Um, whenever things aren't going the way that either I want them to, or more often, like, the way, like, logic would say they should go, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, just, like, objectively. Like, whenever that happens... Um, I find myself saying out loud under my breath, some people just want to watch the world burn. And somehow that gives me comfort yeah. <laughs> or at least at least some sort of peace of mind of like like this is just people and yeah. this is just nature and it's going to happen and it's going to you know like and this is a stupid like I just it happened to me today so this is my example of this but like like, I'm at a stoplight. I mean, like, I'm a pedestrian, so I'm waiting for the light to turn so I can cross, right? Mm -hmm. And there's there's the crosswalk button thing. Yeah. But it's one of those where... Um, where it's not it's not that big yellow button mm -hmm. it's it's like that weird arrow thing that oh, like clicks when yeah. you press it mm -hmm. but you like when you press it it clicks but otherwise when it's not your turn to cross it's making this like beeping noise yeah and then the beeping changes when it is your turn to cross i think it's like for blind people or something yeah. so not a, not a, not the big deal but so i get to the crosswalk i press the button cuz i'm the only one there so it presumably hasn't been pressed press the button and then I step away from it closer to the curb where I'm waiting for the light to turn mm -hmm. so I can cross that's all I'm doing I'm just standing there and then these people come up behind me and they get they come to the crosswalk they see that I'm standing there right they press the button or this guy presses the it's like a guy and a girl the guy presses the button and and every time you press it it interrupts that beeping noise that it's already making with a click. So it's like, okay. do, 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 click, do, 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 you know, like yeah. when you when you press it. So he comes up, I hear the click, so he's not, he, he, he's pressed the button. That's his right, whatever. He just came to the stop sign. He doesn't know that I've pressed it. Not yeah. a big deal. Okay. And continued to press uh, the fucking button yeah. for 10 whole seconds. Like, like inter like he would like press it, press it, press it for like the entire time mm. that he waited for that light to turn. Okay, and it's annoying for me, 
on many levels. One, because of that do 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 click, do 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 click, like that like that interruption of yeah. the noise, which makes it like even more of a noise, yeah. you know? Yes, yes. And yes. also just because on a logic level, it's like that's not gonna make anything happen any faster yeah. or different than if you just pressed it once. Okay. Yeah. And so after like after the fifth second, like of him constantly pressing the button, I was just like out loud because he was behind me, so I was like facing out from him out loud. I was like, "Some people just want to watch the world burn," <sighs> and I and that it was like it was like my exhalation of that yeah. of that anger or that tension or whatever. Yeah, and it like really made me feel better. And I and then and then the light turned, and I power walked my way across that fucking intersection and they were in the dust and that's it you know what I'm saying it's kind of like whenever you're stuck in traffic and someone's like honking oh god that but you know what I I always start laughing when I hear that I'm like bro you're stuck what are you honking at I know so I just start laughing like what are you honking you're stuck (laughs) I'm stuck we're like so I just start laughing because I just think like man we are so frustrated that all your only way to get rid of this anger or this frustration so just like put it all on this thing that makes a noise (laughs) and what i do is put my windows up crank that music and i'm in my own world but like what are you honking at like Mm -hmm. so man when Mm -hmm. people are angry especially i was at the market i was at the market and then i stopped and like i was like "Mm, sandwich sounds so good and i stopped to get a sandwich and this guy i don't know what happens Basically, this one driver cuts off the other, blocks him, gets out of his car, and yells at the guy behind Jesus. him, saying, I don't know what he was saying, but he was yelling at him. Yeah. I think it was something, something along the lines of, like, you, you were on your phone and you were about to hit me. And and I was like, I okay, he, okay, I understand. I would be upset, too. But, but he took the time to stop. Part his part, car and park. He blocked Get him. out. He created traffic. Jesus he started, Christ. He started traffic. Jesus Christ. Like, it's just, yeah. And first of all, you, there is a, ch- the moment you get in the car, guess what? Odds are against you, okay? Mm-hmm. You're always about to get. You're in a two-ton death trap, my friend. No matter what. So, <laughs> it, I mean, as horrible as that sounds, whatever. But, dude, you fucking cut off the guy, blocked him off, created traffic to yell at him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're tapping on his gun. It's a mm-hmm. Saturday, damn it. And I'm sitting there having my sandwich and I'm watching this. And I'm just like, dude, get in your car and go home. Get in your car and go home. Seriously. Like, yeah, the energy it takes to yes. spread that kind of anger and hate and negativity. Yeah. Like, where where I'm not saying don't be mad, right? Like, yes. Like, I get it. You're entitled to being pissed off at that guy because yeah. he almost killed you. I get it. Yes. I totally validate those feelings. But did you have to do what you did? Yeah. Did you have to cause that commotion and the stress for yourself, that guy, and the entire fucking Whole Foods around you? Yeah. Because if you think about it, like, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm at least 20 yards away from you. Yeah. And I'm watching And this. you're tense and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Totally. Totally. I just, yeah. It's like, and not, okay, I already told my story, but this is a quick one. Like, it's like 
when the guy's tailgating you when oh you're in the God. fast lane, but you're already going 80 miles an hour and it's not your fault that he wants to go 100 and you can't get over to the next lane to let him pass you because those motherfuckers aren't letting you in. Yeah. And then when he fi- when when you finally get your chance to move over and he can finally pass you going 100 miles an hour, he'll then get cut in front of you and press his fucking brakes yeah. to cause you to rear-end him. Yeah. It's like... How about you just take your out and you go your 100 miles an hour when I when I give it to you? Yes, yeah, How about you go and kill yourself instead of trying to get me to die too, mm-hmm. bitch? Yep. LA drivers are <laughs> <laughs> fucking LA. People people not not in LA have like no reference. Like it's so cutthroat driving in this city. It's like ridiculously amazingly the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and you're always pissed. You are. You're always pissed. Because for some reason, we know, like, it's so, we're so backwards if you think about it. Because, like, because this is a driving city. Yes. Like, if you're not driving, you're not getting anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Truly. And that's just the fact of life. But for some reason, if you knew that, like, if, assuming that that's the assumption of our lives Uh here... Why are we so mad when shit goes wrong with driving? Yeah. Like, you would think it would just be part of the territory of the fact that if yeah. you're not driving, you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. But no, not only do we have to drive everywhere, but we want the drive to be smooth as sailing. Like, <laughs> we're so ass backwards sometimes. Yeah. It's um, hilarious. It's true, we are. It's true. It's true, but, it, you know, it is what it is. I mean, we're not perfect. Fuck no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we did it. We did it. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Rating? Uh, okay. Well. I'll, I, do you want me to go first? Please. Okay. I'm giving this episode a six. Oh, I went lower. Sure. <laughs> to be expected. Uh, you know, I'm be- literally I'm between a three and a four. Mm. Fair. I get it. But Sergeant Michaels, man, he takes it up to a four. So four it is. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Sergeant Michaels, man. If anything, he's the hero of this episode. He really is. He's a hero. He Him really and he- Nigel, actually, dude. Even Nigel. Yeah, when, well, even Nigel a little bit for me was like, haven't you said this already? When he when he pulls Simon back and he's like, his- what would Martin Luther King want to do or Dr. Yeah. King or whatever? I'm like, you said the exact same thing when well, it's his Simon mantra. wanted to like punch the n-word guy yeah nigel said the exact same thing about dr king well, then. maybe it's his mo- maybe it's his mantra you know maybe that's true thing. that's true yeah you're right amen you're at least right. he's fucking consistent okay you're right and you know what <laughs> to your point yes like that's what works for him yeah. just like my thing works for me that's what works for him is thinking about what would dr king want yeah you know people are gonna be shitty no matter what you do whatever yeah. you know you know what yeah you're right go nigel you got it Okay, yep. so, as always. Four, okay. <laughs> I like six, four, okay. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can follow us at the number four heaven's sake pod on all the places. And, or you can send us an email, and or you can send us an email at show at gmail.com. And until next time, bye. Ciao.